Hey everyone, welcome to the Dream Hustle Podcast, the show that shares authentic and unfiltered advice on how to build and grow a successful dream business online. I'm your host, Shana Recker. I'm a business and online entrepreneur, and I love helping women bust through the fears and find the strategies to make their dream business come to life. My guests and I keep everything super real here for you guys with our stories and tips for success. So let's dig into today's episode. Before we jump into today's episode, here's another five-star review from Lizio73. And she says, love listening to Shayna. The info she delivers is top-notch, so down-to-earth and authentic, which you can hear in her voice in every episode. Thanks for being you and sharing such great content. Liz, thank you so much for leaving that five-star review. It means the world to me and authenticity is key, my friends. So I'm glad that that is coming through in these episodes. All right, guys, let's get into today's. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of the Dream Hustle Podcast. And I have a very special guest today, Miss Kayla Kraft. And Kayla Kraft is the owner of Mommy Millionaire, the Mommy Millionaire brand. Um, she's a mom of three. She's a self-made millionaire and a lifestyle entrepreneur. She's a California native who went from saving lives in the ER as a nurse to helping women pursue the passion of owning their own business. She's a perfect fit for the Dream Hustle Podcast. She's helped thousands of women, you guys, start to believe in themselves as entrepreneurs and businesswoman. She's created the Mommy Millionaire to fill a void of community-driven women searching to grow from good to great. Mommy Millionaire seeks to pour out practical tips and business know-how that is current and relevant to what is working today. And I'm so excited to be able to chat with Kayla today. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. She was amazing, uh, an amazing mentor of ours at the Fast Foundations Mastermind. Uh, just blew our socks off and I'm so excited to share her with you guys today. Awesome. So welcome Kayla to the Dream Hustle podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today. I am so excited to be here. Yay. I'm so glad we got to do this. Okay. So the way I kick these things off is I love if you could share your story on how you got into entrepreneurship, um, how you started your own business, your own brand. Cause a lot of the listeners that are here are in that space of either wanting to, or maybe just starting to. And, um, I think there's so much wisdom in that story of some of the, the struggles and the good sides and the bad sides and all the things. So if you could start there for us, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I, I got my start, um, when I was actually 18 years old and I, I'm down to kind of like Orange County area and I needed to get a job. And so I found myself a job at 24 hour fitness selling gym memberships. And I like to say that was the start of my entrepreneur journey because I found out very quickly that I wasn't very good at sales and I like had a lot to learn. And anyway, I, I hated that job so much. It was so uncomfortable for me because I had to go and walk around and ask people for referrals in the gym. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually totally just failed at that job and actually ended up getting moved to the front desk because I sucked at it so bad. Mm. I share that because it's like, now I'm a sales master. That's how we met. Right. And it's funny because I like people to know that every master was once a disaster. We all start somewhere. Right. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? I, I need to be in the people business. I'm going to go into nursing. And I went into nursing. I was an ER nurse and I found myself just not fulfilled. You know, I was working really hard. I was making pretty good money for being 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like there had to be more for me. Mm -hmm. And I found network marketing at 23 with a health and wellness company. And the two words stood out to me. I went to a meeting and they said financial freedom. 
And that's all you needed to tell me. And I was like, I'm hooked. I will do this thing because I want financial freedom. I never met anybody at that point in my life that had financial freedom mm-hmm. until I met these people at this meeting, right? And so mm-hmm. it was just kind of like my eyes opened up. So I did it. I became a millionaire by the time I was 26. And then I moved on and started, you know, doing business coaching. And then I created my own brand called Mommy Millionaire, where we have a podcast and we have masterminds. We do live events and I also do coaching. Um, And then we also have a membership program. So we have a lot going on in there. Um, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. But you can see it's been a journey. It hasn't been easy either. (laughs) Yeah, it has been that journey. So, so you started in the network marketing space and which a lot of the listeners on here today, a lot of them are in that space currently. And then how did you, you had some success there, obviously you learned a lot. And then what was it about, you know, that space that made you kind of go, you know what, there's, there's something else I wanted like to create your own brand and start create your own coaching and your own programs. Cause a lot of times when people are successful in network marketing, they're like, this is good. This is, this is all I need. So what triggered you to move into that space? When I started making a lot of money, I think I was making like $700,000 a year in Mm. network marketing. And I just, I wasn't, I was like, I was getting to that other point where I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And like in network marketing, they always talk about the fact that like, Hey, you build this to build up financial freedom for yourself. Right. So you could live the life of your dreams. And I was looking at it and I was like, if I were to continue this life, And let's say 20 years from now, still doing the same thing, would I be happy? And the answer was absolutely no. And that was the exact question I asked myself at 23 years old when I first started network marketing. Said, you know, something's got to change. If if my life is like this in 20 years where I'm working as an ER nurse, you know, clocking in and out, would I be happy? And the answer was no. So I found myself in that same position about five years later. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, we had all the money and I'm just like, you know, I want to be happy and I want to be fulfilled. And I don't think that this is going to be how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just asking that question and being radically honest. But so I asked myself that question and I still continued for two years to not follow my dreams because I was so scared of what people were going to say about me, what the company was going to say, just like all these things, right? What my team was going to say. And then I, I finally like had where it was like enough was enough. Like I have to follow my path because it was like I was becoming miserable. I just made a post on this yesterday, actually. I'll have to check and, that out. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so then I, it wasn't easy to start my mommy millionaire, but it just kind of felt like doors were opening, you know, and it, it wasn't like, I don't even know how to explain it, but when you know you're on your right path, things become easier and not that stuff has been easy. I, I hate saying that, but it's just like, kind of like opportunities came in front of me. Like it was just opportunity after opportunity. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I, I totally, I can totally relate to your story hundred percent being in that same space of knowing there was something else that, you know, you're meant to do. It's like, yeah, the network marketing is great. And I love helping people there, but there's something I, I had that same little tug and it's almost like it took me a year before I started, you know, developing my own brand. But it was like every day, I don't know if it was like this for you, but every day I would be thinking about it or I'd be seeing somebody else online who was doing it, you know, until it became like a time where it was like, okay, I have to do something about this. Yeah. So I was just saying, I think that is what happens. It's like, at first you'll hear whispers Mm -hmm. about what you're supposed to be doing. And then it's like screaming where it's like so loud, you can't ignore it anymore. You know, you have to start taking the the steps. And I think that the thing that you said, like, I love how you say you became radically honest with yourself. And I think that's so important is that you have to, you have to start listening to that. And then once you make that decision to go, okay, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go down this road. That's like you say that when you make that decision, so many things happen. So many great things come from decision. Would you not agree? 
Oh yeah, 100%. And that's when the doors are opening. And yeah, it's not always easy. And there's like some scary steps that you have to take. But I find that those things are there to help us grow and to help us learn and to move into that next space. I love that. Now, now, do you, cause you have a lot of like the mommy millionaire, do you, that, that brand you've built around yourself, do you speak to a lot of network marketing entrepreneurs or is it a little bit of a mix? Yeah, I would say it's a really good mixture. There's, mm-hmm. a, and that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be all sorts of women mm-hmm. that were just on a path for financial abundance because that was the thing that I didn't like about network marketing. It was like, if you were, I couldn't help you unless you wanted to be a part of my company. Yeah. And I just, I knew I had more of an impact inside of me. And so, I mean, we have like salon owners, we have life coaches, network marketers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, financial advisors, so many different types of people. I love that. They're, that are all building a brand basically kind of around themselves, whether whatever industry they're in, and then you help them to create the platforms, the pieces, the confidence and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. You said it perfectly. I love it. I love it. I love it. So then, um, what would you say then would, would be the hardest thing, you know, when you were creating mommy millionaire, what was the hardest piece about, you know, building that up when you look back to those days? Cause how many years have you been doing mommy millionaire now? It's only been live for a year and a half. That's crazy. And it's so huge. (laughs) I love it. It just shows you what's possible. And so what was the hardest step in building that? Because I know a lot of people who are, you know, they sit and they think about their business that they want to create. And so they get stuck in the thought process of it and the, and the scared and the, you know, the judgments and all stuff. So for you, what was the hardest thing? And then how did you overcome that to make that step into, to step into that? Well, okay. So I think the hardest thing this is so weird because this was the hardest thing and why I, and when I first started my network marketing business mm. was that I knew that I was going to have to let go of certain relationships mm. in order to build mommy millionaire. Mm-hmm. And so that was the hardest thing for me. And the same thing happened when I was first building network marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, you're, I knew that those people weren't going to go on the next journey with me, but these were people that like you spend so much time with. And you yeah. develop such a bond with that. It's like, once I make this move, that friendship's going to end. And, and it, that's what happened. And I tried for a long time to not let it, but it was kind of like, you know, trying to bring something back to life that was dead, which is really hard, right? You know, once a plant dies, it's really hard to nurse it back to life. And that's how the friendships fell. And so that was the hardest thing because I am such a loyal person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's one of my, my core values is to be a loyal person. And so to, to give up on people is very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and do, would you say, because you still do, you still have your network marketing income stream, correct? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and this is the big picture that I like to teach. It's about multiple streams of income. So it's like, you know, there's seasons where, you know, I, you build, you're building this other business right now, and then you still have that income. And there's other things that you could be possibly doing in the future. This is not to say that, you know, there, there might be other businesses that come out of, you know, from Kayla craft. Right. Right. And I think like the thing is, is that, um, that's so smart, but when you're in it, when you're in network marketing, they kind of like the, I don't know. I mean, this is what I've seen with most of the companies that I've coached people with. It's kind of like a culture that that's all you should do, you know, because they don't want their people distracted. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I knew I was like, I know that everybody in this company is going to start looking at me like as a distraction. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so I think, kind of telling people, setting them up for that. Just like, no, like you might build it differently than everybody else in your company, but that's okay. You yeah. know, you got you to do it the way that's going to work for you. 
Absolutely. And I know that was something that happened with me was that I, my identity got wrapped into my company. So when I wanted to start building something else, I had to like unravel that and be like, no, I'm actually Shane Recker, an entrepreneur. And this is, a, this is one, these are a couple of things that I do as an entrepreneur. And that was difficult to kind of unravel that identity, you know, in that, um, I don't know if you experienced some of that same thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think something that has been very helpful for me is my identity isn't in what I do, mm -hmm. what I achieve, what do I accomplish? Nothing like that. Like my identity is just who I am at my core level, you know, like what I stand for. And mm -hmm. once I wrapped my head around that, it, everything changed for me because my self-worth wasn't wrapped up in, in the rank anymore. What you do. Yeah. I love that. And so what, what would you say you stand for? Like, what are those things about you? Yeah. I mean, I think my number one thing that I stand for is faith, mm -hmm. um, family, integrity. Um, I think that's a fitness health. Um, I think what else? And just like being an empowering person. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are all very important qualities that I just want to make sure I'm being that person every single day. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you show up like that every single day because, you know, watching your podcast, listening to your podcast, watching your um, Instagram and all that, um, you do an amazing job at that. I love that. I, I absolutely love it. So one of the things you talked about in a, a podcast episode you did with your husband, actually, which was fun, a lot of fun to listen to, um, is you talked about failing forward. And I'd love for you to expand a little bit on that because that I, I believe in that. I think that we have to go through obstacles and, you know, try things out and learn from them. And I'd love for you to, to share your thoughts on what that means to you and how, you know, some examples of how you've had to fail forward in your business. Oh, wow. Um, it's funny <laughs> that you're asking me that today because I just found out a, about a very big failure. Oh, no. Um, what's funny is that it's, you know, failure is just an opportunity to grow, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, the thing is, is that when you start to build a, a company and mm -hmm. you have to start hiring people, you'll see, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to have the idea and to start building something, but to grow and scale your business, you have to learn how to truly become a CEO of a company. Mm -hmm. And I've failed so many times at, at becoming the CEO of my business. And because you got to, you know, you have to build a good team. Mm -hmm. And I had this story for a long time that I wasn't a good employer. I was like, I don't like to manage people. That's why I like network marketing because get it basically like inspire people. And, but I was only going to make so much and, and have so much impact in a certain company, you know? So it was like, I gotta, I have to scale this company. I have to figure out how to become a better manager of people, become a better leader of people. And I mean, I think there's two things is that the first time I failed because I was, I micromanaged too much and nobody likes to be micromanaged. Then the second way I failed is then I trust too much where I go completely hands off and focus on me and let my people do their job, just trusting too much and not having any way of them to constantly be checking on their key performance indicators. And so now, you know, what we've done and put in place with our team is we have a scoreboard. And so everybody has to, cause I don't want to micromanage you, but yeah. like, we're going to keep track of everything that you're doing every single week. And everybody has something that they're in charge of. So like, for instance, one of my girls is in charge of my podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she has to, her whole thing is she has to fill in all of the podcast downloads and how many people hit our page that week and all that stuff. And if the number is not increasing, we have a certain goal every week we want to increase it by, 
if it, we're not hitting our goal, then she's not performing in her job. And so that's when we can go back to her and now say, okay, here are the numbers. Yeah. And you know, this is where you're missing the mark. So then we have that conversation. But, um, you know, that took some time because I was just getting so angry. I'm like, gosh, why can't people just do their job? Why can't people just, you know, like I'm paying them to do a job. And my husband's like, nobody's going to love this as much as you love it. And I'm like, I, 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 and I still don't believe that. I think you can find people that will love it just as much as you. And mm. I have an amazing assistant right now that, I mean, she's, she's amazing. And, um, I think it just takes time to find those right people, but I've really failed. I kind of rambled there, but because I think you, I'm still figuring it out, but that's, it's really hard. And I think that's one thing that people don't talk about is how it's interesting. It's very interesting to build a team at where you're, you know, paying people to build your, your empire for you. Yes. And that's an area that I haven't personally, and besides having an assistant, haven't really personally dug into. So this was very helpful for me to know too. Um, just knowing that you have to trust people a certain amount, but you also have to, you have to kind of keep tabs on people as well and make sure that things are getting done. Um, well, here's the thing. It's like, if they were gonna, if, if they were people that didn't need to keep, that you didn't need to keep tabs on, they would start their own business. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you're the one with the idea and you gotta, yeah, you just gotta be smart and find those people. And I think the whole thing about failing forward, just, you know, to bring it back into that space is like, you learn some, you, you learn something through that. And then in that you can make a shift, you can make a change, you can make a pivot, but without failing, you're not actually moving forward because then you're not learning anything. And so I, I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this are probably in the entry level stages of starting a business. And it's like that whole first, you know, however long, a couple months, six months to a year of starting a business, it's all about <laughs> figuring out and failing and pivoting and trying something else. And especially in an industry, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that's changing so much. You know, social media is, you know, is, is a game that's changing, I feel like daily. Um, and so how, what would you say in, you know, in that space, the social media space, like, what do you see? Um, how do you use it? What do you see changing? What's been, you know, the best thing for you to grow your business? Like, how do you use that to your advantage? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I love social media. I think people put a lot of emphasis on social media mm -hmm. when they should be putting a bigger emphasis on your email list. And I think that's where a lot of people, especially network marketing, they miss the mark on it because, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're just like, here, post this, post that. And that's the, that's honestly, that's the lazy way of building mm -hmm. a business. And mm -hmm. it's not sustainable because you don't own your following, you know, like Instagram updates every single week. And you know, right now, you know, basically 3% of your followers are seeing your stuff. And so yeah. that's a problem. And so your email list, you own it. You can control how many times, how many times you land in somebody's inbox, how many times they're seeing you. Mm -hmm. And that's some, so I feel like that's something people need to be very focused on and that's where they should be investing their time and money into. Mm -hmm. Uh, but social media is great. I mean, it's just like, I think of it as a open, closed sign for, yeah. for businesses. Right. And it's just like telling people I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. Mm -hmm. And you, gotta, you have to be in their face, but I think it's not everything at all for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't put everything out there, but you're definitely, you know, being relatable, showing your lifestyle. I just watched, cause like I said, before we got on this podcast, I'm like, I watched your whole trip to Monaco. <laughs> it looked amazing. You know? And I, I feel like even though I wasn't there, I was kind of like part of that trip watching all you guys be on that. Um, so it helps people to be able to relate to you and see what you have to offer, but, um, but not to, you know, fully invest 
you know, everything you have into the social media following game, because like you said, you don't own that. And I mean, we've seen that happen with Instagram and Facebook when they shut down for a day or two or whatever it was. And everybody was freaking out your email list. And I, I'm very much agree with you. I think that's something that is so, so important. And network marketers aren't taught that, you know, they're not taught to build an email list and have some sort of opt-in or anything like that. You know, it's, I think that's like you say, it's a missing piece. Oh, it totally space. is. I mean, I think it's because they want to make it easy for people mm-hmm. because, you know, like that's what is attractive about network marketing is because it, it is easy. It's very simple to yeah. do that process. And so I think if you want to go to the next level, these are things to start thinking about because you could definitely build a network marketing business and not have an email list. Yes. Like, will it be sustainable? I, I don't think so. Eventually. Yeah. Because the game is changing. Right. right it's, it's shifting and they have to kind of shift with it. And do you, like, I, I recommend, and I always say this is like, I think that we need to start building a brand and and having that um, brand be around us versus always marketing our network marketing companies. Um, and so part of that building that brand around yourself is having, you know, some sort of, you know, method of opt-in, some sort of information, some sort of thing that you can build an email list with. And do you, would you recommend that to, you know, as far as like growing a network marketing business to build that personal brand around yourself? Oh yeah. 100%. Just figure out what you're an expert on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? and then build your brand around it. And so one of the things I wanted to chat with you about today too, because I know you're a big fan of educating yourself and putting yourself into the groups, into the masterminds. And obviously where we met was at the mastermind that I was a part of where you came and spoke to us. Uh, what is the importance or how much, much do you feel it is so important to become part of mastermind groups? How important is that element to you? I mean, it's everything. It's just like, you know, if I would have known how important it was eight years ago when I started my network marketing business that I could pay somebody money, mm-hmm. have them tell me the secrets, right? Uh, yeah. I would anything, right? Because it just, it shortcuts the process for you. Why would you not do it? So yeah. I think that being said is like, make sure you hire somebody that knows what they're doing, right? That isn't mm-hmm. like, guessing out there on a whim. Cause I see a lot of people out there that label themselves as life coaches or business coaches. And I'm like, that's what really gets me is like, when I see people say that they're a business coach and they've never built a business, I was like, what are you joking? Yeah. Like, but I mean, that's so interesting to me and people hire them. I'm like, what in the heck's happening in the world right now? But so make sure you have somebody that actually knows what they're doing. And I mean, it's just, it's a no brainer. I mean, I talk to everybody. I talk to people that are billionaires and they still mm-hmm. invest in themselves and get coaches because that why not shortcut the process? That's the whole point of it is like, Hey, you can see my blind spots instead of me going in a whole year and trying to build my business and having all these blind spots. A, trained coach can look at you within one hour and tell you what your problem is. Why would you not pay any amount of money to have that happen? Yeah. To, to figure that out faster. Yep. Um, and so then where people get stuck though, when it comes to mastermind and group coaching, those things is the price. And I know you have lots to say about that too. So tell us about like what the power of investing when you spend, you see those big price tags for some of these masterminds and coaches, um, you know, people get all freaked out and they don't want to do it because of the investment. So what would you say to somebody who says, Oh, this sounds great and everything, but I can't afford it. Then you're never going to be able to afford anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that's your mindset, cause it all comes down to your money mindset. Mm-hmm. So whatever's important to you, you'll find a way just like people, if they love Ariana Grande and they want to go see her in concert and it's a thousand dollars, they're going to figure out how to find the thousand dollars to go to that concert. Right. But people's priorities are out of whack because their mindset is out of whack. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, we get the opportunity as coaches to help people see that on a sales call and and go, okay, do you see where you're out of alignment and what you want and what you're willing to do for it? 
mm-hmm. and having that conversation and getting people, because there's no such thing as a, a bad student. There's mm-hmm. no things as bad teachers. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not able to help somebody see that on a sales call, then you probably shouldn't be in business. Mm-hmm. No, the, the chat you had with us at the Fast Foundations Mastermind was like all about that, you know, money mindset and investing in yourself and seeing yourself worth. Because that's another thing I find a lot of people struggle with is they want to create these products, but then they want to put them out there for like $99 because they don't see the value in what they're sharing. And that was very pivotal for me, for you talking about, it's about, you know, it's about being the transformation. It's about what you're offering, you know, that transformation that you're offering people, not necessarily so much the actual like hours you put into something. And I'd love for you, do you have, could you expand on that a little bit too? Well, I think that so many people, when they hear the words, I can't afford it, they, mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, okay, okay, well, I'll follow up with you and I'll see, I'll check in at another time. Mm-hmm. When you do that, it's like you're, you're letting somebody have a lack of belief in themselves mm-hmm. and your opportunity to sell them on a high ticket offer or whatever is to get them to commit to their vision for their life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's looking at it like that, like, are you committed or are you interested? And I always ask that to people on a sales call is like, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes, you know, on a level of one to 10, if I could wave a magic wand right now and fix all those things that you just told me were problems in your life, Mm -hmm. what would you do in order to have it? They'd say, Oh, I do anything. I do anything. Okay. So you're telling me you're 100% committed to changing your life right now. And they'll say, yeah. Okay. Well, here's the, you know, here's the investment. Here's the investment. You just told me you're willing to do whatever it takes. And here's what it takes. I think it, it all just comes from a place of posture and confidence. And mm-hmm. if you continue to hear the same objections, oh, I can't afford it. It's not the right time. That's because that's what you're believing. So you mm-hmm. project out your own beliefs onto other people. You need to go back to the drawing board and change your mindset and fix it before you go and sell anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and belief in yourself and your value, but also belief in what it is that you're selling, right? So belief in the course, belief in the transformation that the course or the program or the coaching offers. Right. Um, yeah, so that- it always comes back to you. Do I believe in this? If, if yeah. you don't believe in it, then change it, you know, yeah. create something else. Yeah. So if you're having trouble selling it, then you got to go back to your own, you got to go back inward and look at yourself and look at what you're doing and make those adjustments there before you can put it out there basically to the world. And so you offer a mastermind. Do you want to talk about some of the things that you have going on? I know you have, uh, you just recently launched a a Facebook group program. Um, Do you want to chat about some of those things so that people who are listening can come and find you and take a look at some of the things that you have to offer? Yeah. So I have, you know, I like to think of things as tiers. Mm -hmm. So my low tier offer is a, my millionaire society, which is a a membership program. It's, It's all about mindset in there really, because I see so many people need help with mindset. So that's the foundation of what I can help people with. And then the second thing from that is I do do, um, a little bit of coaching. The thing with that is that it's very high ticket offer. It's $60,000 a year to work one-on-one with me. So you can imagine there's not a lot of people that (laughs) can do that. You know, that's great. But then the next thing I have is a mastermind and a mastermind is for people that that's another high ticket offer. It's $25,000. The, the thing with that is it's magical because it's all about collaborating with other successful people in that group. And I think masterminds only work if you have a good host and if you have good people in the group. And so it's only on an application basis. Um, and then an interview follows that to see if you'd be a right fit for the group. Um, because it's all about like just connecting and saying, how can I help you? What can we learn from each other? How can we help each other grow and go to the next level? And in my mastermind, I do something a little bit different because I do talk to 
every single mastermind member every single month, helping them with their goals. So I'm really keeping people accountable to me because I could put them with another member in the group, but then they don't show up for the other members most of the time. Yeah. So I do it with them one-on-one. And so that's my favorite thing to do. I love the mastermind just because it's a different type of energy. Yeah. Hate a lot to be in that group. They all want to help each other you know, and then I get to be a part of that. I love being a part of the transformations. Yeah. And don't you think that, you know, just from being a part of masterminds myself, that the best part about it is the relationships that you can create with the other mastermind members. Like it's, it's great to get the coaching stuff from the mentor. Absolutely. But it's, it's all of those relationships that you get to carry on forever if you want after the masterminds are done or whatever. And I think some of the biggest, you know, um, transformations or aha moments have come even just from learning from the other people in the group. It's just like, you know, you get one person that's super smart and you get a second person that's super smart, but you're both in different businesses. You share with them what your problem is and they are, you have two different perspectives looking at your, at your problem now. And so you have two different solutions that are going to come. And so it's very, very helpful. And you also have a book as well, which I ordered. I just don't have it in yet. (laughs) I wish it were here so I could have it all done before we talked, but I love it. The book is called The Habit of Leading Yourself. It's a one-year guide to becoming unstoppable. It's a workbook. I read it. I actually wrote it thinking of the network marketer in mind mm-hmm. because I've read so many books, so many biographies. And I was just like, gosh, like I, if I could just pick and choose from all those things, what I wanted to learn, I put it in a book. And so that's what I did with this. I put it in very bite-sized pieces. Every single week, you're working on a new habit to implement in your life. And it's life-changing. That's what I'm excited for is that it's a workbook because I'm a big fan. I love books that where you learn, but then there's like stuff that you have to actually go and do. Cause I think that's where, that's where the real learning happens is when you're actually doing the work. Cause there are a lot of people out there who can read every book that's out there, but if they're not actually doing anything with that information, it's kind of useless Yeah. at the end of the day. So you just talked about habits. Can you name a couple of habits that you have created for yourself that has really implemented or really had an impact Sorry, on the success of the mommy millionaire? Gosh, there's so many. Okay, let me think. Um, three, just pick two or three. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think the number one thing is 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 visualization. So that's a habit that I do every single day, several times a day. And I started doing that when I was a kid. I didn't even realize it was a thing. But you know, I grew up with you know, it wasn't a happy childhood when I look back on the moments. And um, you know, my dad was in jail and my mom was dating an alcoholic and she was an alcoholic herself. And so for anybody listening in that's ever been in an addictive household, it's very uncertain and it's scary at times. And I would find myself hiding in my room and escaping by closing my eyes and visualizing myself, you know, being this powerful woman one day. I used to imagine myself walking on Wall Street. I don't know why. Or being a lawyer and walking into a courtroom. I used to always visualize myself like being in charge Mm -hmm. and leading. And so that's eventually what I found myself doing just in a different way, right? And so um, visualization is so, so powerful. I think about it all the time about how much money I want in my bank account, how many people I'm going to speak to every single year. You know, I imagine myself speaking in front of stadiums one day. Like those are all things I know that are going to come to pass. They're, they're going to happen in my life because I feel it so much in my heart because I visualize. I, I do that every single morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the second thing is, is that, you know, a great habit is to not take anything personally. Mm-hmm. And this is something I, I just live my life by because when you start your own business, you kind of assume that people should support you. Um, when they tell you no, it means they hate you. 
there's all these things, right? And we have all these assumptions. And so I just, I say, you know what, any t- whenever people tell me no, it's never about me. It's always about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if people are to say something about me, you know, I've had so many people unfollow me on social media mm-hmm. and, you know, people that I thought were my friends, like mm-hmm. legit were my friends, people that used to listen to the podcast that maybe unfollow me now. I'm like, what the heck? And that was something that it's a test. And I think you keep getting the lessons until you learn them. Yes. So um, I always ask myself why it's always a mirror. If I want to take something personally, why is I, why am I letting this affect me in my life? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a habit. And the habit is like, okay, we don't take things personally because we're asking better questions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, why does this bother me? Yes. What's showing up for me right now? Um, you know, and really being honest with yourself. I think so many people are in denial, especially when you're in a business. You just, you can't be in denial. You got to be radically honest with yourself. <laughs> so see, there that is again, that radical, that's so true, right? Yeah. So I think those are, I mean, those are, I could go on and on, but I think those are the simple things that every single person listening in right now, you could implement into your life. Yeah. Quickly. And those are the things that actually will change your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. The visualization thing is huge. I'm a big believer of that. And, you know, reading the books like Think and Grow Rich and um, just knowing that if you can see it in your mind and believe that it can become real, then you can achieve it. Like it's just yes. a matter of time, right? There's just, there's just steps and implementation and things, action that you have to take. Cause that's the other thing. You can't just sit on the couch and visualize and then not do anything. It's not going to show up. You have to actually take action and take risks and fail forward and do different things in order to make those visualizations come to life. Um, okay. Well, this has been so amazing. So if people want to get in touch with you, Kayla, where, where should they go? And I will obviously put all the links to all of your things in the show notes. Um, and so hey, that people so can find you, um, but where, where just for the, the audio, where should they go to check you out? Yeah. So, um, if they want to head over to mommymillionaire.co, you guys can find my podcast on there. You can also find, I have a really awesome free ebook you could download and it's all about the law of attraction and getting more customers to say yes to you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's amazing. You could just download it right away and listen. I'm not listen and read it. Read it. I read it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And so I really love that. And then you could start join my email list, of course. And so you could be in community with me there. I'm also um, over on Instagram, Kayla.craft. And I just like to have fun on there. I like to give inspiration mm-hmm. and, you know, have a good time. So I just want to make everybody smile. That's, that's my goal and believe in themselves. Well, you do a great job with your email list. I love your emails when they come in. They're always very informative. Um, so amazing. And you're, I, have, I do have that ebook and it is awesome. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I'll make sure the links get in there. Um, and I do really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. So this has been amazing. You've given some very wise tips and advice for those who are listening who are ready to start or thinking about starting uh, an online business. And um, if you guys haven't checked out Kayla's podcast, it is also amazing. What's the podcast called? It's Mommy Millionaire Podcast, right? It's just called Mommy Millionaire. Mommy Millionaire. Um, so go check that out as well. And um, one last question for you before we go. How important, because I'm somebody who right now is really you know, helping my students see the value of having a podcast. How pivotal has your podcast been for your business? I mean, I don't think Mommy Millionaire would, would make any money if I, if I didn't have a podcast, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's, it's, it's great social currency. It's a huge piece of the way business is going is having that podcast. And, and I, you know, I'm teaching people that you know, it's not that, that difficult to get started. I mean, there's definitely some pieces to it, but once you get it going, it's so much fun and you get to have great conversations with amazing people like you. So, so thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate your time. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me on.